0: Miami Beach is calling your name to the biggest ETF industry event of the year, Exchange. Exchange is engineered to deliver high value by providing a space to learn, interact, and network with the most influential thought leaders in the industry, built with financial advisors, not just for them. Go to exchangeetf.com to register and enter EOTW for 50% off your registration. Again, that's exchangeetf.com and apply the discount code EOTW. See you in April. We're talking about investing with exchange-traded funds. This is the ETF of the week, where we get the latest from ETFtrends.com Chief Executive Officer, Tom Lydon. Tom, great to chat with you again. You too, Chuck. Thanks. Your ETF of the week is...
1: The Invesco DB Agriculture Fund, ticker symbol DBA.
0: D-B-A- the Invesco DB Agriculture Fund and you know Tom when we talk about agriculture sometimes there are smells associated with it what i'm smelling when i hear an agriculture fund right now is we've got some troubled times and that's going to impact agriculture which may put this in the market sweet spot how am i doing not stinky chuck not stinky you're doing really well um <laughs> uh, but
1: i would say this with all the tension that we've got over in russia and ukraine It isn't helping the fact that we're seeing inflation around the world. It's coming at a really bad time. We've seen consumer price index go 7.5% upwards in the last 12 months. We all know that we're paying more at the pump. We're obviously paying more for housing. Labor prices are going up. And then we're paying more at the grocery store. So agriculture is one of those key components. And when you look at what's going on with trade as far as agriculture around the world, things just didn't get any better. They just got a little bit worse. Now, the good thing is we don't depend on Russia for food. They are actually an importer. However, one of the areas, kind of your reference to being stinky, is the price of fertilizer just went up because one-fifth of the fertilizer and the component for fertilizer, potash, that we get into the U.S. comes from Russia. So although we are a little bit more self-sufficient from an agriculture standpoint, fertilizer is a big component of that, and that's something just to consider. This ETF is actually a combination of futures in the wheat, soybean, corn, coffee, cattle, sugar, cocoa, hogs, and, and cotton area. So if you feel that, you're paying more for food in the grocery store, if you feel that the outlook for commodity prices continuing to increase and you're looking to diversify your portfolio because what we know is increased interest rates are coming no matter what's going on over in Russia. It may be a little bit slower than we think, but the Fed will hike rates this year. We'll also see continued volatility in the stock market So more and more advisors, especially, are diversifying away from stocks and bonds and going into areas like commodities. This ETF, this diversified agriculture ETF, allows you to participate in a whole variety of different areas of of
0: agriculture when we're seeing pressure across the board. I am going to ask a question I ask all the time. And if I don't get the answer I'm expecting, I may never ask it again. This is, as you pointed out, a fund that is basically investing in commodity futures. If you look at the long-term performance, well, it did gangbusters in 2021, but it has been negative in eight of the last 10 years. If you tell me that this is not a 200-day moving average play, like I said, I may have to give up on this whole trend following idea, Tom, because this would seem to be a fund that is built expressly for trend following.
1: It is, Chuck. And and that's the whole thing. I mean, you're pointing out something that's important. It's not just that this has been a bad fund. It's that commodities in general have been a bad investment for a long period of time. Now things have changed. We really haven't seen commodities increase this fast since the late 1970s. And during that period of time, it wasn't as though it was a one hit wonder. This went on for years. So the big question is, is this the development of a new trend and a trend that may be with us for an extended period of time? I'll give you an example. One of the big things that the Fed's going to struggle with in the next couple of weeks as they meet is, do they hike interest rates and to what extent? Just a few short weeks ago, it was almost baked in that they were going to go 50 or even 75 basis points. Today, it's baked in that they would do 25 basis points, but it's trending towards them actually taking a pass based on the tensions that's going on. So again, that would be good for stock markets and bond markets to provide a little bit more stability. It would not be good for commodities and inflationary types of investments that are continuing to be on fire. We're going to continue to pay more for goods and services. And that may be that the Fed will continue to let that happen while they provide
0: stability in the rate market. It has been a while since we have had a pure trend following play. And I should point out, this fund has been above its 200-day moving average for well over a year now, in part because it did so well in 2021. But with a pure trend following play, where does the money come from for this? I think it comes from a variety
1: of places. First, The average advisor who has a 60, 40 portfolio is really cutting down on that 40 in the fixed income area because not only last year was bad for bonds, so far this year, it's not doing well either. So people are moving away to 70, 30 or even 80, 20. And maybe that shift, a 10% allocation in inflation protection ETFs, makes a heck of a lot of sense. So, Chuck, there's some well diversified commodity options out there like. PDBC, which not only has agriculture, but it's got areas of the market like gold, uh, base metals, energy, where all those areas are really doing well. However, if you feel that agriculture might be under more pressure than anything else, or you want to protect your buying power at the grocery store, this is something to consider. And like you said, the trend is firmly in place, putting an allocation of 5% Into this ETF and holding it as long as it's above its trend line makes a heck of a lot of sense. Because when things do ultimately reverse, I think there's probably going to be a good case for the fear of more rising rates and the fear of higher commodity prices might be abated. It's the
0: Invesco DB Agriculture Fund, ticker symbol DBA, the ETF of the week, specifically very much in a week when we've had the headlines we've had from Tom Lydon. Tom, great to chat with you. Can't wait for next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and MoneyLife with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast by going to MoneyLifeShow.com, where you'll also find my columns, or just by searching for it on your favorite podcast app. If you want to find out more about investing in exchange-traded funds, Check out ETFtrends.com, where you can learn not only about what's trending, but about what's changing, what's new, what's different, and everything that's happening in the ETF business. The site's on Twitter at ETFtrends, and Tom Lydon, their chief executive officer, my guest, well, he's on Twitter too. He's at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is available every Thursday, and we hope you'll come back next week and follow along. And until we do this then, happy investing, everybody.